0: I got to hang out this week with the patriarch of our family, Earl Palmer. How many of you know Earl Palmer? Oh, I love Earl Palmer. He's just great. And I got to go uh, with a group to uh, heat Shirley's home. We, there was a book study uh, that I got to be uh, just sitting there on. I couldn't go the last two because I was dealing with sickness. But Earl is 92, and I can assure you, he's still growing strong. That guy can still preach and bring it and share And he just riffed on, we were reading Tim Keller's book, The Reason for God, the uh, chapter on the cross, and Earl was awesome. And I remember when Earl preached on the passage we're going to look at today, and he said in a sermon at UPC, I want to show you how the early church began. So let's take a look at Acts chapter two. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? And I remember when Earl preached on this, Earl said, and now we'll get a tour of the uh, the ancient Near Eastern Mediterranean world. Parthians, Medes, Elamites. that was a little joke. That was a little joke there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this text. Thank you for Earl Palmer. Thank you for children going to uh, Children's Church. Thank you for Linda and her partnering in, in the elder leadership. Thank you for this choir. Thank you for each of these dear ones gathered here today. We are delighted and amazed at your faithfulness to us. Thank you that we get to have a Super Bowl today and watch athletes do amazing things, running and jumping as you've created us to do. Thank you for snacks we're going to have during the Super Bowl, a taste buzz that we delight in. Um, thank you for your word, uh, which is the ultimate snack for our souls to feed us, to run and jump and flip and twirl and dance in your spirit toward a world in the courtship of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for your victory, ultimately, that um, whether we win or lose in whatever games of life, you have won us and you have loved us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your graces. Thank you for calling us on your mission. Fill us with your Holy Spirit now. Draw us into your very life. Pray all this in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, what a week, huh? We've had, what now? Three incursions into American airspace, American Canadian airspace. I give you, see if you can put this up, the F-22 Raptor. See he's going yeah. Do you know this plane? This is the plane that uh, intercepted at least two out of the three of these incursions that came into U.S. and Canadian airspace, scrambled off the coast of South Carolina and then over the Yukon yesterday, Taking down some kind of cylindrical object. Probably some sort of spy satellite. We'll find out. These things are incredible. The F-22 Raptor can go Mach 2, Mach 2.25. 1,500 miles an hour. And that's without even kicking in the afterburners. That's pre-afterburners. Fierce armament payload. Looks like it would be really fun to fly, doesn't it? Don't you just want to get one of those things? Cost $10 million to be trained to do that. We've got about 150 of them. I don't think any of us would want one of these bearing down on us, would we? They are well-equipped for the mission at hand. Look at that beautiful bird. They are well-equipped for the mission at hand. God bless our pilots and air crews around the country. You can... Take that down for the moment. These Raptors are well equipped for the mission at hand, and so are we. You know, God gives each of us our own personal F-22. The Holy Spirit. And we can soar with speeds and capacities that you and I can only imagine if we dare. Of course, of course, our mission profile as a church is different. Than that of the F-22. Thank God for our military who protect us from threats from airspace, for NORAD, for our airspace command. Our mission, though, is to climb into our F-22s, that is the Holy Spirit, and power up and soar, not to guard from foreigners, but to welcome them. And here at Pentecost, we found out, we find out that Well, we find out what our bird, the Holy Spirit, can really do. What does she have in the tank? What does the Holy Spirit have in the tank? At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit shows us what it's got under the hood. (laughs) The Holy Spirit shows us dynamic power, reaching a diverse people, resulting in diverging perceptions. Dynamic power. You, think Mach 15, you might think Mach 2.5, 2.25 or something. Get in the cockpit with the Holy Spirit. Dynamic power reaching a diverse people and resulting in divergent perceptions. We're going to get to that in a moment. First, the setup. When the day of Pentecost came, Pentecoste is Greek for 50th. Scholars point out that this festival of Pentecost was held 50 days after Passover, 50 days since the offering of the barley sheaf at the beginning of the Passover. So this is about seven weeks after Passover. It was also called the Feast of Weeks because of that. And it goes back to the book of Exodus. You can almost think of this as like, the Grammys and the Super Bowl and the Oscar seasons, right? These different cultural festivals we have. Obviously not for God directly, but they are big kind of cultural festivals that come around a certain sequence of time that we're sort of used to hearing about. Same thing here for the Jews, only obviously it's Godward. But if you think about uh, what's happening down in Arizona with the Super Bowl right now, with all these people gathered, it's a lot like what's going on in Jerusalem uh, in Pentecost. More on that in a second. But the Israelite, during the Feast of Weeks for Passover, would bring two baked loaves of new, fine, leavened flour out of their dwellings, and they would show the priest in as part of what was a festival of joy, full of gratitude for God's provision in the grain harvest, and a reminder of Israel's deliverance, their victory from Egypt as God's covenant people, as the people of God's promises. So these were the three great festivals in Judaism at the time of the New Testament. Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So imagine that, sort of like the Grammy Super Bowl and the Oscars, or Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving. However you want to think about it, Right? Obviously, more directly Godward for the people of Israel, but the same idea culturally. It's festive, it's joyful, it's fun. Here it starts in Jerusalem with a few people gathered, and suddenly this whole thing is going to take on a whole new meaning. God's people, those followers of Jesus who were told, we learned last week, to wait on the Holy Spirit for power to witness, will look out. Here it comes. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They probably means Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, not Judas Iscariot. We think these guys were gathered. in verse 2, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. If you're like me, you love a breezy day. I love a breezy day. There's nothing like nothing like it. One of my favorite sounds is the sound of wind in the trees. I love wind in the trees. When the trees sway, pines have that sort of whistle. It can be so relaxing. That's nice wind. But then there's that other kind of wind, that stormy kind of wind like we had a few months ago. Remember that? Remember that wind? It's the kind of wind that roars, that makes the trees sway. You got to hold that steering wheel tight on the highway, right? When it buffets you around. The swells and the white caps on the water. It can be exhilarating, but it can also be scary. As we found out a couple months ago, it can be disruptive. We lost power for days, Or at least some of us, 24, 48 48 hours. When the wind gets really howling, you realize how out of control you really are. Here, it's more like that. This is a violent wind. The Greek is clear. Violent wind. As a late New Testament scholar, Richard Longnagger wrote, wind as a sign of God's spirit is rooted linguistically in the fact that both the Hebrew work ruah the Hebrew ruach and the Greek word noima mean either wind or spirit, depending on the context. Ruach goes back to Genesis 1, when the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And noima is all over the New Testament as a spirit in reference to the Holy Spirit. So this is spiritual wind. Our mission profile requires nothing less than a violent, violent, Disruptive, but ultimately a life-giving and powerful spirit wind. Just as God with the ruach over the waters gave birth to creation, so God with the ruach Noima spirit wind over the church gives birth to the early church. And he does it personally. Verse 3: They saw. What seemed to be tongues of fire. Now here's the other image. Wind and fire. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. That separated. And came to rest. On each of them. Nothing subtle about this. Awesome image. Sri Lankan Bible scholar Ajit Fernando points out. The separation of the tongues of fire. To rest on each of them. Seems to suggest. That. That though in the old covenant, the divine presence rested on Israel as a corporate entity. So in the Old Testament, the spirit rested on Israel as a corporate entity. And among many of its leaders, for special purposes, under the new covenant, established by Jesus and inaugurated at Pentecost, the spirit now rests on each believer individually. The spirit now rests on each believer individually. Think of this as each of us having our own private F-22, our own raptor for mission. Only instead of climbing into one daily to potentially shoot down incursions, we climb into our F-22, our Holy Spirit, to pursue incursions, to welcome them, to guide them in, to speak to them. Verse four, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit And began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them. Perhaps you notice something that I have noticed. The place we live is getting more and more culturally and ethnically diverse. Sometimes when I go to the store, I've been delighted, enthralled to notice that a third or sometimes half of the people around me are speaking a different language. Have you noticed that in just the last few weeks I've interacted personally with people from Russia, Ukraine in right in this area in person I've interacted with people from Russia, Ukraine, Nepal, Vietnam, people with ties to the Middle East to, to the Philippines, to Africa and to the Middle East. So maybe it's helpful to imagine climbing into the Holy Spirit daily. And thinking of our mission profile, just like the Raptor air defense pilot climbs into his or her F-22 daily, and as we throttle up and climb and soar toward those of other cultures, our afterburners kick in and they propel us toward foreign entities, other cultures, in people, not to shoot them out of the sky, but to give them a place To land. This is the dynamic power of Pentecost. Dynamic power that shows up and reaches through us toward a diverse people. Listen to what happens when spirit empowered disciples spill into the streets. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Now we get to the heart of the mission for which our bird, the Holy Spirit, the dove of God, was is, is designed. Diverse speech that results in diverse reach. Dynamic power that reaches a diverse people. The Christian who flies in the Holy Spirit with full throttle up, with the afterburners kicked in, the Christian who flies in the Holy Spirit will have a hard time not being drawn to people around them who are from another culture or from another country. Because what what seems to be at the heart of what the Spirit does is inclusion of people from all over. The Spirit is not here primarily to protect, but to project To project the love of God onto all people and of all cultures at all times. Of course, the spirit protects us from lies and evil, right? Certainly. But here in Pentecost, it's about projecting more than protecting. The Christian who resides in the spirit will have a hard time not being drawn to people around them who are from another culture or another country or another generation or another place in town. Or a different world from where they usually reside. Because this bird, the Spirit, R F 22, is designed not to protect from incursion, but to welcome in inclusion. It costs around 10 million to train an F twenty two pilot. The average age is around thirty-eight, I think I read, of an F twenty two pilot. It costs you and I nothing except faith for the Holy Spirit to come and reside in us and take you flying, and there is no age limit. I mean, just look at what this bird can do, right? Our Holy Spirit can do, our dove, with the afterburners kicked in. You think Mach 2 is something? Listen to this. When they heard the sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? And now we get that tour of the ancient Middle Eastern world, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, Mesopotamians, Judeans, Cappadocians, Pontus, and Asia. point is, people from all over who come to Jerusalem, some of them coming back there after being dispersed to come back and live in Jerusalem from other lands, some of them who were just traveling there for the festival, But the whole world found in this group was hearing the gospel. Everybody, the range and the climb and the reach of the Holy Spirit is limitless. You ever see one of those F-22s climb? It's unbelievable. It's enthralling. Nothing compared to the Holy Spirit. When you climb inside the Holy Spirit every morning and you throttle up, there's no telling where you and I will fly and who we might intercept. It is an exciting life to live flown around by the Holy Spirit. Want to go for a spin? Let's go. Let's go right now. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's go. Let's go over to Costco. Let's go walk in the park. Let's go down to Mucotillo Beach. Let's walk around and just be in the Spirit and see what happens. This dynamic power shows up and reaches for a diverse people. Now, that may mean that you will literally be given the gift of another language that happens here. That can certainly happen. Or it may mean, too, that you'll be given the gift of just curiosity. You'll be given the gift of just curiosity and being intrigued by another culture. Right? It may also mean that you and I deploy the Spirit's capacity for love. You know, the Holy Spirit has the fruits of other languages, of supernatural abilities, also, Galatians 5 tells us the spirit gives the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. These are what St. Paul called the fruits of the spirit in his letter to the church of Galatia, chapter 5, one of the oldest, earliest texts we have in the in the New Testament, stated quite early. The F-22 has different weapons base for up to eight missiles. It has a Uh, I I think a 20-millimeter cannon with like 500 rounds in it, it it, it can handle itself. But all that stuff's gonna run out. The payload bay of the Holy Spirit never runs out. And in in its mission profile of inclusion and love, drawing people in of inclusion for repentance, right? Come to Christ and repent and change and turn. With that mission profile... The payload is endless, never runs out of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentle self-control all day. You can do it all day in the spirit. Limitless supply of all those gifts to reach across cultures, to reach across generations, to reach across different life stages, to not fight off incursions, as God bless our our air force and our air defense does, and that has a place and is appropriate. But our mission profile is not to fight off incursions. It's to welcome them with inclusion. Our pilots were sent this week off the Carolina coast in the Gulf of Alaska and over the Yukon yesterday. Where is the Holy Spirit sending you in your F-22 neighborhood? I had a very, I won't get into the details, but I had a very big moment this week that just involved me walking next door to my neighbor and just knocking on the door. And it wound up with my neighbor crying in my arms. Where is the Holy Spirit sending you? Neighborhood? Office? Bus stop? Family dinner table? Friendship? To deploy the payload bay of our Holy Spirit? We have a limitless supply of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control, the ability to connect across cultures, even the ability to learn and be given languages if the Spirit so leads, as happens in Acts chapter 2. And who knows what else this bird can do? <laughs> the dove of the Holy Spirit. This dynamic power shows up to reach out for a diverse people. But remember one last point, and it's this this dynamic power. Shows up and reaches for a diverse people, but in our text, this does result in divergent perceptions. Connections are made by the Spirit in our text, for sure, obviously, right? But there's a mix of bewilderment and even some people mocking it, saying they've had too much wine. Not everyone is going to get it. I mean, try it. Try to go move in the Spirit. Don't expect when you go out there and you throttle up that everyone's necessarily going to welcome that. Some will. Some will just go right with you, jump on. Others will run away. But we're not here to fight those who don't get it. We're here to welcome those who do. And given our tax, we should not be surprised at those who don't. And we should be assured that we have everything we need in our payload to welcome and include those who do, who are responding. Where are you called to deploy? Where are you and I called to soar this week in the spirit for a dynamic power toward diverse people, even when there are diverging perceptions? This is what the Holy Spirit does. Ah, oh, the F-22 is cool, but the Holy Spirit is way Cooler. May it be so for you and for me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.